You're listening to The Outer Timers, and now here are your hosts, Chief and Ben. Hello everyone, and welcome to The Outer Timers, episode three. It's me, I'm Ben. I'm hoping my buddy Chief is there. Chief, are you out there? Whoa! Oh, Nelly! That's a strong signal. In the house. Where's your Jeez. energy, man? I know you're you're always bugging me saying, Chief, we've got to record in the daytime because I'm high energy in the daytime and no. I'm waning in the evening. Well, I purposely went for a different type of energy. I wouldn't say that that was low energy. I would just say it was, you know, it was a sidestep. I've got okay. a glass of gin in my hand and I'm, you know, more of a lounge atmosphere for episode right. three. I I'm, opening, I'm opening a can of Hatherwood Craft Beer Company, Surrey Hops, Pale Ale. Pale ale. So you gin. said you said to me it's uh, it's gin o'clock for this episode. And I, I think poured, so. I poured one glass and the bottle was empty. Well, it, it poured one glass and then it was empty. So I've had one gin. So now I'm, I'm reverting to one beer. What so, gin were you using, Chief? Uh, Hotel Chocolat Cacao Gin. Wow! And is that your go-to? I never had it before. I just I, just, I saw it once, bought it, and uh, it was it was nice. They suggest drinking it with orange. Um, which I did previously with a slice of orange and some fever tree mandarin tonic water, which was very nice. This time I had it with pineapple juice. Okay. I have two. If I'm feeling fancy and classy, uh, I will go Brooklyn gin. Yep. Because it's quite expensive. And I'm going to tell you, without knowing what you're going to go as your your everyday session go-to gin. Tell me. Bombay Sapphire. Of course. Because you can get it in a litre. (laughs) (laughs) needs must yeah chief how the heck have you been buddy it's been been a bit been good been good uh great episode last week uh special guest was your missus always Mm. nice to get emma on the show um she had me thinking thoughts after our conversation really I i might come into later i might save it for next week's pod but yeah she's um she's changed the way i'm thinking a little bit about um aspects of my life wow uh, but other than that, that other than that um some changes for the chief in the workplace got offered a different position which got let go which <laughs> no well, no there, there was a fear down the line that i was going to let go so i potentially accepted a new job that wasn't one i was potentially gonna was even on my radar internally with the thinking of this will help my job security but then after accepting it was thinking have I taken it for the wrong reasons so now I'm in a massive flux of anxiety and self-doubt so there will be conversations with a flux of anxiety yeah. interesting yeah there'll be a, there'll be conversations with management next week where I either backpedal or or power through so expect I'm sure a, you'll power through you don't strike a, me as a backpedaling kind of guy expect a, expect a uh, the hottest new segment going in town the chief work update coming <laughs> next week live does chief Still have a job. Um, in other news, I watched Joker. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's just quieten down. What yeah. What happened? What did now, you think? Did you now, have good conditions? Now we. So worry about your conditions, Chief. I can't lie. We spoke very briefly. You called me when I was at work, and because you had been alerted to me registering a review not review a score out of five on letterbox the app letterbox where you can rank and review all your movies keep them in lists and diarize them and because we follow each other we we're gunning get, after that sponsorship aren't we? we we get notifications when someone else has watched the movie and you saw that i'd watched it um 
and called me, but we didn't really discuss my thoughts on the movie. Well, we but you were, pod. you were, you were confused because I had previously said people either love this movie, giving it five stars, or hated this movie, giving it one or two stars. I gave it bang down the middle, three stars. Yeah, and three stars is bang down the middle, isn't it? Because I would have, if you'd have given it two and a half, I kind of feel like that means you didn't really like it that much. But three is a sort of average, you know. I thought the after about five minutes, I was tempted to turn it off. See, same. Uh, I had it, that. He takes That's that. Natural. He takes that kicking down the alley, and I was like, "This is just already depressing me. I feel it's only going to get worse." Yes. And I don't want to watch a movie that's going to put me in a somber, melancholy, depressive mood. That rules out a fair few. Which films, is why. Carry on. Which is why, and we're not delve into this. Which is why Shinner's List is not a good movie. But anyway, yeah. anyway, we're not going that down that alley. Um, this, I thought, uh, Joaquin Phoenix was exemplary in his performance. Did a fantastic bang-up job. I, d- I haven't kept up to date with all the Oscar nominations for yeah, he Best got an Oscar Actor. Nom- uh, in terms of, I don't know who the others are, though. In t- I know he is nominated, but I don't know any of the others. He picked I've- up uh, Best Actor in the BAFTAs. He did, yes, uh, yes. Um, but I don't know who he's up against. He's probably the same people he's up against for the Oscars. But I haven't probably seen any of those other movies. So I think it's a lock. I think it's a lock. Okay, it? all right, fine, get it. fine. Um, there was no real. We discussed this on uh, my other podcast, Talking Joe. I discussed it with co-host Chris uh, earlier in the week, and he had said he'd seen it, and he said, "Oh, you know, I don't want to spoil it because this or this happens." But that was before I'd watched it, and then after I'd watched it, I was thinking. There were no real surprises for me, though. Nothing happened that I thought, oh, that's a twist or that's unusual. Everything kind of played out as I would have expected it to play out. I don't think it was a movie that needed twists or, or, you know, shock for turns, anything like that. No, it's Um, a character study, isn't it? It starts in one place and ends up in another. Yeah, yeah. And I... I thought that there was a few... The, the thing I didn't really like was the fact that th- there was a, a, a massive percentage of the population of Gotham got behind the 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 effective murderer of those yuppies. Yeah, and well, that's, that, I think that's... That just felt... That felt a little bit kind of like Dark Knight... Batman Dark Knight Returns comic from Frank Miller, but it felt a little bit... That wouldn't happen. No one celebrates murder, do they? I, I don't know. I, I they, got. I, I well, got... yeah, because it's it's almost like the the underclass are kind of rising up against the establishment, and I think those yuppies are kind of meant to represent the I don't know the alt right or something. It all gets a little bit political, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, I think that's what makes it. I think isn't that isn't that the idea? That's what makes it so scary that he does whip the city up into a frenzy. Yeah, I didn't really get all... the same. I didn't really get the same vibe from that as you did. I know you, you, you know, when we spoke after uh, offline, when you had seen it, and you were like, you were, you know, almost scared for society and w- what, how dark it can get, and how big a problem mental illness is, and and if if left untreated and and shunned from general society and not taken seriously it is a it is a is a bad thing and can lead to bad things and bad actions but i don't know i i didn't really get as much of a vibe as you of you know him whipping the underclass into a us versus well, them kind of thing by the Although, end, i mean yeah. by the end <laughs> yeah they're rioting in the streets and he's hailed as a hero dancing on a, on a police uh, car so 
Um, the only thing I didn't wasn't expecting was the origin of Batman. Effectively, I wasn't yeah. Expecting I, and that. if I could lose anything, it would be that stuff. Yeah, that I, did, I didn't really have a problem with it. I feel like if there was any notes from the studio, I have a feeling it would have been that kind of stuff. Like, can we please put you know a young Bruce Wayne in here? And I'm glad that it wasn't him that killed his parents. Yeah. Because that's what it's saying, isn't it? Essentially, it's saying everyone's the Joker. And to Bruce Wayne, that dude that shot his parents, that is his Joker. And he could very well become the Joker. Yeah. Well, that's... And in the comics, it wasn't the Joker who killed his parents anyway, so... Yeah. But, you know, I I, I don't think I got the same feels as you because I know you watched it three times in two days. It's layered, isn't it? So on that third watch... I was really just coming at it from a a technical standpoint and looking at the way it was shot and the kind of world building and there is a lot of beauty in that film and there's yeah because yeah, he, he's I, done I this did. brutal he's done this brutal thing it's just scary watching him deal with that adrenaline in this kind of incredibly calm way his face and his eyes and makeup I, f- I found it very visceral yeah I, it's something very eerie about it yeah i did i think because you work as a film editor video editor i think i'm n- never too bothered about things like cinematography or framing of shots or things like that they either pass me by or they i'm just not it's just not a so general you were, concern you, for me so are you narrative you're a narrative guy i mean the narrative or just entertainment okay just general just i'm just i don't i never want to be classed as joe public but um yeah but if you just want maybe i'm know, just the lowest common buck. denominator you know appeal yeah. to the appeal to the lowest common denominator maybe that is me to you a great film is something that you can rewatch many times but yeah. obviously by the very nature of some dark subject matter yeah. that is difficult Shinder's List, as you said. Yeah, so t- I'm never going to watch that again. So for he's me, on a personal level, he's not making it to be rewatched, though, is he? No, I guess he's Spielberg. not. I guess he's not. But I probably shouldn't have even watched it in the first place because I'd yeah. rather not. I knew what was going to happen in terms of. Well, I, maybe I didn't know what was going to happen in terms of my feelings towards the film. I always like to leave any form of entertainment with a smile on my face, feeling joyful thoughts and feeling good about myself and about you know my place in the world so I should probably not engage in forms of media that are probably going to depress me or put me in a bad place mentally yeah you could you could make an argument that it's also good to expand yeah yeah um um, but, the, but I, hey, I, I, I'm really we, glad you watched it because I actually thought this is the type I guess you had to watch it after we discussed it but yeah. that is the type of film that Really, I don't think you would normally watch. No, and and, it... and even us talking about it now, I may well in six months watch it again. I think six months, which Half I which. Year. <laughs> anyway, um, I know there's another movie you want to talk about because you again you messaged me. Uh, no, I'll tell quite, you the story on this one. Quite a strong wordly worded message. I was driving. I was driving <laughs> on the open road and I was listening to Guns and Roses uh, live. <laughs> November rain. Yeah, I was nice. having a I was having a great time. It's a twelve minute version of that song. Yep. I get a notification that Chief has watched Toy Story four, and he thinks it is the second best uh, Toy Story film. Yeah. So I hit him up immediately, phoned him, 
I keep phoning you at work. Maybe that's why they're giving you the, the heave-ho. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> keep doing it. Keep doing it. Anyway, uh, well, I was just phoning you to to wonder what form of crack you were smoking. Right. <laughs> to uh, to give Toy Story 4 four stars. Now, I actually I, thought it was a joke. I had heard that Toy Story 4 was not well regarded in the uh, franchise. No, well, uh, all I know is all the people that I know who have seen it, none right. of them said it was good. No, because um, just don't mess with it. What's your problem? It's the perfect trilogy. It ends. It has a finite ending. You like endings, don't you? Yeah, I can't remember three, though. I can't remember anything about it other than there's a big purple bear who's a baddie. That is literally the only thing I can remember about it. I don't have a sounding board for Toy Story 3 versus Toy Story 4. All I know is I watched it and... I think the first 10 minutes were good. I think there was 20 minutes of sag when Forky comes into the picture. And then as soon as Bo Peep and your your Canadian Kaboom dude comes in, this is highfalutin, uh, rollicking adventure of the highest order, I thought, right till the end. Ticks all your boxes. Yeah, I thought no, it was fantastic. No, for me, I thought it was an abomination. Pooped out of a focus group. Clearly was never planned. It was a cash-in. I just thought it was a story I wasn't interested in. Oh, it's perfect. For me, that's a perfect ending. Woody goes off. Well, no, but it it already had a perfect ending, Chief, because it doesn't sound like you know Toy Story 3 that well. (laughs) No, I'm going to go back and The life cycle of the toy had ended. It's one of those things where I struggle now to separate its existence. All right, so, so let's say Toy Story 3 had not been made and this was Toy Story 3. Do you think you'd feel different about it? Uh, Possibly. Okay. Interesting. But anyway, well, I certainly so would never watch what, it again. You said you told me it's not on your uh, letterbox, but you told me this is a two-star movie. Anyway, it will be on my letterbox deep, deep back because I saw it at the cinema. Oh, really? Okay, so uh, out of time as listeners, who's right here? Chief four stars, uh, Ben two stars. Let us know. Write in to the you know the hit us up on the socials. Let us know who's right. Right. Speaking of letterbox, let me just take you through my week. Do it. So, started off with Ad Astra, which is a a movie. I'm surprised they could uh, get made. Never heard. It's of a it. big art fest, but big budget. So it's like a cross between Apocalypse Now and 2001. This sounds like a new segment. Letterbox update. Could be. Could be. Then me and Indiana watched Uncle Buck again. Brilliant. Then I watched Miss Americana, Taylor Swift documentary. Okay. Then I watched Die Hard 2. Then I watched um, I watched Lethal Weapon. And then last night I watched Lethal Weapon 2. And tonight I will watch... Lethal Weapon 3. Correct. Uh, I said on the last episode I was going to try and watch 200 movies in the calendar year. Did it previously in 2014. And then we kind of said, or I said, let's go mm. up against each other to see who can do the most. So I've got one resolution of trying to do 200. And it's not a resolution to beat you because I think you will beat me. But it's just a friendly competition, so I'm just counting. You did one, two, yeah, three. You framed four, that very five, differently six, this week. Seven, eight. Really? You framed that Nine, very differently. <laughs> you did eleven in January, and one, two, three, four, five, six in February. So you're on uh, seventeen. Uh, let's go to Chief. Uh, this week, I watched uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow Ooh. from 2004. Gave that two and a half stars. Now I, re- you, sir. I remember watching that at the cinema and. If you'd have, if I hadn't rewatched this this week, I'd have said that's a four-star movie. Yeah, I remember you liking it. Rewatching two and a half. Yeah, uh, it's gone down. I watched. Obviously, we discussed Joker three. We discussed Toy Story four. I gave four. 
and I watched uh, Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope, which, you know, we don't need to go into the score for that. That's obviously a five. So I have watched in January, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and in February, four. So I'm on 12, you're on 17. Nice, so, just stretching uh, my legs. I need to watch, I think on average, let's, let's do the maths, 200 in a year divided by 12. You need to watch 17 a month. So I'm only on 12, Oof. and we're already, as of recording this, we're already into February. So I'm already behind We've got schedule. You've got to pick up the pace. Yeah, pick up Even the pace. I have to pick up the pace. I've got, uh, I've got Rocky 2 on standby um, to go next. There's only so many Lethal Weapon films. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I've got to get on the Lethal Weapons because I've got, an inkling, I've got an inkling that Lethal Weapon might be coming up at some point. Uh, one of the Lethal Weapons in our uh, uh, underrated sequel segment. So talking about, uh, I briefly said there that I am trying to watch 200 movies as one of my resolutions. So uh, status on that is not looking good. Status on the first one I said, which was watching Star Wars, one Star Wars movie every week, and I postulated on, can I play catch-up? Can I watch several Star Wars movies in a week to catch up? And I've come you to the conclusion try. that, no, that's cheating. The, the, the resolution oh, was... So it's over. The resolution was one a week, uh, and it has to be one. You have to have... I had to have watched one in the first week of January, which I didn't do. So that is one failure in the resolution column. I like one, that it took you till Feb to admit that to yeah, yourself. Yeah. One failure... One not looking good for the 200. Resolution three that I made, I made all these at the start of January, I'm not just coming up with them now, uh, was to reduce the amount of comics I buy. Overspending, are you? Well, I figured this was, and this is one of the things that came off of the back of the conversation we had with Emma last week, where she was talking about, we were talking about playtime, and a lot of my playtime... Chief's playtime. Chief's playtime is centred around quantitative aspects rather than qualitative i am chief loves a list i love a list i will list like my top peanut butters i will list list my face off i'll list my top colas as we all know because there's one coming up later in the show um but i will i love a list and i love numberizing or or categorizing things and this is something i do you're like rain man yeah this is something i do with comics and i'll share the link for this i stole this off another podcast the war rocket ajax podcast which is a pop culture comics podcast they do something called every story ever and i copied that shamelessly copied that every comic story i read whether it be a single issue or a six issue story arc or a trade paperback whatever i put on an ever-expanding list a spreadsheet where i rank the best comic of all time the best story of all time down to the worst story of all time i see this list has about 1500 entries i started um in january 2018 and everything I read, I put into this, this master list, as I call it. And I realized that I was reading and buying... You're chasing numbers. I'm chasing numbers. And that that's taking... Is that taking the fun out of my playtime? And it happens yes. across all my hobbies. Even, even me saying I'm going to watch 200 movies in a year, I am admitting I'm probably going to end up watching movies that I don't really want to watch just to add to the number just to <laughs> yeah, get like me mask. just to get me to my yeah like the mask just to get me to my end goal so Which I, you probably I'm, won't hit I'm going to take a week all right all right I'm going to take a week out to evaluate my I've got too many hobbies life. to start with yeah yeah effectively yeah to 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 what is giving me joy in life but anyway um I have got here uh, we're going to talk about the. This will come on to a minute. We're going to talk about comics that we're both reading because I think we're actually have been reading some similar comics. Yeah, um, I think we've overlapped. Um, but before we get to that, I'm going to tell you I have a pull list 
of comics. I've got a standing order with the local comic shop. Uh, and on my list, I get 22 monthly comics. Every month, I get 22 comics. New comics. Okay, and what's a comic? A pound 80? <laughs> what, what are you in? 1980s or something? Uh, you I don't know. $3.99, so you're probably looking at around three quid. So I'm, I'm dropping about 66, 66 bucks a week. 66 quid a week. Shit. Here are the titles I'm getting, and here I've got... I've got. I said this to the Seddons earlier. I said, it's "Not like you're smoking them, though." I said is it? it's this, not bad for your health. I said this to the Seddons earlier via a WhatsApp group. I said, "Look, I'm a. Uh, I'm cutting back my pool list." And uh, Mark Seddon said, "I've heard that about ten times in the last year, and you never do it." So at the moment, I get. I guess the rundown from Marvel Comics. I get Thor, cancelling that. Immortal Hulk, widely regarded as probably the best Marvel comic being published today. It's on about issue thirty, cancelling that. Black Panther, cancelling that. Daredevil. I am going to keep Daredevil on. DC Comics, I get Action Comics and Superman. I'm going to drop those two. Lois Lane, this is a 12-issue mini-series. There's only four issues to go, I think. So I will see that out. And Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, there's four issues to go. I'll see that through. Uh, Likewise, Batman Curse of the White Knight, there's two issues to go on that. So I'll see that through. Justice League, uh, I'll stop that. From Image Comics, there's a new series called Undiscovered Country. Stop that. There's a uh, series called Death or Glory, stop that. Uh, Isola, stop that. Southern Bastards, stop that. Ascender, I'll stop that. Gideon Falls, I'll stop that. Deadly Class, I'll keep. You're making a save in here. Um, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, I will keep because I have every single G.I. Joe, Real American Hero ever published. The new G.I. Joe relaunch, I've just read issues one to four today, drop that. And Star Wars Adventures, I'm going to drop that. So I'm going to cut back to like four titles. With a mate, you're about forty quid up there. Yeah, you know it, baby. You know it. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm going to try and halve my collection of current comics and cut back drastically my current comics. This anyway, good. You're, you're self-regulating. It so, sounds like an intervention needed to happen, yeah. or that someone was going to make a documentary the, about you. Th- this could be the first resolution of the year so far that is achievable. Cutting back my monthly uh, comic buying. But what are you going to do with that coin that you freed up? Um, it's a good question. It's a good question. Probably spend it on other stuff I don't need. Anyway, we did read comics. Uh, you have been reading the Star Wars, Marvel Star Wars comics. I love kicking back with the Star Wars main run. I read the trades. Yep. And I was really gutted because I was getting the hardback trades. Yes. For just no real reason. Maybe they were underperforming. They just stopped doing them. They did. So I had to get, I've had to get onto the um, paperbacks now. I'm just about to start The Escape. Okay, yeah, I I have. Yes, I have. So this Marvel series went up to issue 75. I think you're in the 60s somewhere. I didn't particularly rate. The last three arcs, I think there was Mutiny on Mon Cala. Hope Dies is the one that you just read. See, I loved that. That was Vader. That was a return to form, Chief. Yeah, I I thought they got the voice wrong for Vader. It didn't feel like his character. Chief, you're being too picky. You just got to go with it. I just found myself not particularly enjoying that scenario uh, i think the previous one uh, ashes of Jeddah, which came before mutiny among color that was my favorite one of the recent arcs yeah that was good i'm saying that i didn't like the calamara one i actually right. liked the one after the one that okay. you didn't all right well it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on uh, the escape i will be reading that this weekend chief keeping on the star wars theme I had some beef with some people on the PS4 this week, which can mean only one thing. It's time for Battlefront Banter. First man up is Roel, R-O-E-L, underscore S-V-L. This guy I shot uh, dead in the face. 
he did not die. He shot me with a scatter gun. I died. So, hacker reported. Um, response was, just got it on my phone here, bear me two seconds. He said, I died six times. I suggest you learn to play the game first before you res report anyone. So he got a hacker reported message oh, in reply. Oh, bless him. It's like he actually did think that that report had been filed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then... The Stop reporting me, he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. In the next game, um, Hogan Josh 01. Oh, uh, Lamb Rogan Josh. Yeah. I sent a message... And as I was about to send a message, this was on the uh, 31st of January, um, I also noted that I had sent him a message on the 18th of December, Hacker reported, and he actually sent me on the 18th of December, okay, babe, kiss. Yeah, but the new one I, I sent he, him... He won that one. The new one I sent him was Hacker reported, and he sent back, do you need lessons, question mark? Wow. Okay. Then I've got this guy here, and the last one is uh, monkey71426 sent him a hacker reported this guy he did a i remember this guy he did something like a popped a personal shield we engaged in melee i hit him about four times in the face with a with a melee attack he missed me uh, all times then he hit me once with a melee and i died so i sent him a hacker reported uh well he's modded up to the gills uh, well did you report me question mark for being a good player at the game all right, so then he gets a hacker reported again. Uh, so then he replied, Are you a robot going round and round saying hacker reported? I ain't no hacker, mate. You have been monkeyed. Uh, he won that. That's great. Well, that's not it. He, he didn't even wait for another hacker reported message. He got straight back on. And he said, Hey, thanks. Uh, someone from PlayStation has just contacted me saying I'm not a hacker and given me a gold star for being the best player on Battlefront. This is incredible. That's, it. That's a good dialogue, Chief. And I didn't even... He sent that while I was asleep, and I didn't give the chance to reply to him, Hacker reported. Well, check this out, listeners. What is happening now is that Chief has reached kind of a level of notoriety because when we are playing, even players on our own team, start sh <laughs> they just start shooting yeah. Chief. Because so I, I think we're basically playing with the same... What should we say? 100, 200 people? It's a small community now. Yeah, let's face it. You're double, you're double dropping on some of these poor fools. <laughs> so words and got the out, word yeah. is out, and I don't know how much longer Chief can stay playing this <laughs> before Chief actually does get reported, right? And, and you wake up to a message from Sony saying you've been booted off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more hopefully more Battlefront banter next week, but uh, you never know. You never know. Uh, 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 just quickly, we're going on for a session after this, are we? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all right, so yeah, there may well be. You're ginned up as well, so there may well... Well, last week, Chief was so uh, ginned that he was his avatar was just running around, just <laughs> bouncing into walls yeah, and stuff. Running, all right, I was running into walls, fair dues, fair dues. Ray, let's close this place up so you can buy me a calzone. Gentlemen, which of you is the leader of your gang? All I have to say is that no one really cares. This movie sucks. This movie sucks. Chief and Ben are on a movie-watching mission, but has nostalgia club clouded their vision? They're picking a franchise where the first one was a winner, but the sequel is maligned and considered a stinker. The boys are sitting through the truck to see if it's great, so join them for the ride as they set the world straight. Great. Great. This week's underappreciated sequel is... They say lightning doesn't strike twice. I spent Christmas last year. They were wrong. McLean, is this what you were expecting? 
this is just the beginning. Bruce Willis, Die Hard 2. Die Harder. Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2, Die Harder, Chief. Where do we... It's a bit like Blaze um, of Glory. I What's the yes, deal? Yes, I saw it on... I've seen some covers, and it just says Die Harder across the top, and at the bottom it says Die Hard 2. Letterbox. In the UK, I'm so sure it was Die Harder. Yeah, Letterboxd has it as just Die Hard 2. Um, I think it's, an, it's like a Young Guns 2. Is it? Does it have that semicolon, you know, uh, secondary title, if you will? But yeah. I like to break these movies down into numbers. So here's a couple of, of numbers do. for you. So, of course you do, because you're a number freak. Yeah, you know it, yeah, yeah. So this came off the back of Die Hard in 1988. Die Hard on Rotten Tomatoes gets a 93 critic score, a 94 audience score. It did $141 million worldwide with a $84 million domestic. So it's almost a 50-50-ish, more domestic, slightly more domestic. So bear in mind, worldwide, $141 million. Two years later, Die Hard 2 did $240 million worldwide with 118 domestic, so about 50-50. So it did $100 million more. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 68 Uh-oh. critics, 70 Jeez. audience, but... You know, we get the feeling that that 70 from audience is actually higher than the people we've kind of polled as our friends. Yeah, I think so. And I, I've got, a, I've pulled out a few reviews from critics. Some of these are actually from the time. Others are retrospective. So I've got here Stuart Heritage from The Guardian. Uh, he says, uh, insane bloodlust, gratuitous profanity, zero logic. What the heck is he on about, Chief? Jonathan Rosenbaum from the Chicago Reader. If your idea of a good time is watching a lot of stupid, unpleasant people insult and brutalise one another, this is right up your alley. Jeez. Yeah, I highlighted that douche as well. Uh, Did you? I got one here, yeah. Chuck O'Leary from Fantastica Daily. This disappointing follow-up to Die Hard has more action and bigger action, but considerably less suspense. And then one more, I got Bob Bloom... Try harder, a worthless sequel. I got one here from Script Shadow. Yep. One of the worst, at least as far as the 90s were concerned, action movies out there. Jeez, Chief. Are these guys, are you told on? me I was smoking crack for Toy Story 4. Well, no, but... you were smoking crack, but these guys are on crazy pills, Chief. Yeah, this is, this is not kosher at all. This is, I find it quite offensive. Unless they were watching a bootleg version and they're not watching Die Hard 2. <laughs> they're watching someone else because i popped this on the other night and i basically i just went to pleasure town well for two hours this is a five star out of five for me you know i've rated it on letterboxd you know this is Same. this is five from me this guy this dude here who said it's non-stop action it's bigger action it's better action yeah he's right that, that's what it is you know yeah it, but i what they're trying to sell it as is it's kind of over the top and bombastic and i don't think it is is it no it's it's do you think it's that leveled up it's like, no, it's just a, it's almost like it's a standardised, it's like a standardised 80s, 90s action movie, but with the exception of rather than being overly generic or bad one-liners or cheesy, it's actually got a good script and it's actually got, you know, not overly cheesy stuff and it's a well-told story and it's just, you know, it's well acted yeah. and it's just, I don't, I don't understand the backlash at all. No. Now... When the film kicks off, uh, it's actually in Washington, isn't it? It is Dulles Airport, Washington, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually never picked up on that. Okay. 
But instantly I'm thinking, okay, they've chucked a bit more money at it because production levels are through the roof. He's in a hustling, bustling airport, yeah, Chief. Yeah, there's a lot of extra money being paid there. Yeah. And when, when so the first one's in Nakatomi Plaza, you're yep. thinking, okay, where can they go? And I'm very happy that they took it to an airport. Yeah. Great yeah. location. Great location. You've got a lot of things going on. And, you know, for those... Uh, potential fools who haven't seen this movie um, go and check it out but this you know very briefly synopsis we're not going to spoil things John uh, McLean is in an airport there's an incident going down with a you know a hijacking and rogue agents on the scene and hostages and stuff blowing up and yeah that's yeah basically that is the synopsis I guess do you like I really like the first bit of dialogue between him and the douche that's towing his car because you basically get a little bit of exposition about What's happened to McLean? And so he is now an LA cop. Yep. So after Die Hard 1, he basically, you assume he took a job in LA. Because he was a New York cop. To, yeah, because he was a full on New Yorker, wasn't he? Yep. He says he's a, a policeman, he wants a bit of solidarity, but he is not having any of it. And he tows that car, and it's the in law's car, Chief. Yes, exactly. So, so, he's, he's, so he's already in the He's bathroom. already in trouble. Yeah. Man, this is my mother-in-law's car, right? She's already mad at me because I'm not a dentist. Look, I'm a cop, LAPD. How about a little team spirit, huh? Well, I was in LA once. Hated it. Well, I can understand. I don't like it much myself. Hey! That's a plastic bender up there. Take it easy. Off. I'm doing my job. Yeah. Man. Cut me some slack, will you? Look, I used to be a cop in New York City. I only moved to LA because my wife took a job there. Come on, what do you say? Here we are, Washington, D.C., the heart of democracy. One hand washes the other. Bring your bags over here. Come on, man, it's Christmas. So ask Santa Claus to give you another car. Merry Christmas, pal. Really nice callbacks to the first one. You get Al Powell. Um, yeah, do you think when the, the script flopped through his door, he was a little bit disappointed? One page. What, with the screen time, yeah. yeah. One page. He sat at a desk eating a Twinkie. Oh. Yeah, yeah and it, hey, Chief, do you think, are you meant to think that they are working regularly together uh, in no, LA? No, because I think, well... I don't know. I think he's I, just I a friend. I kind of read it as you are. I thought I he was they're... just a friend calling in for some, you know, uh, some assistance rather oh, than... Oh, you didn't think he was no. he was just phoning his office? No, I think they probably, you know, they catch up once a month, you know, for a social uh, beer down the local club. And I didn't think they necessarily worked together. That was my, you know... I'd like to see a spin-off. Mm. But, um, I'd, I'd like to see a spin-off, yeah, yeah. a sitcom. Yeah. Are you pissing in someone else's pool? Yeah, and I'm fresh out of chlorine. Oh, the script is tight. It is tight. It's really good, yeah. Now, during this little bit, we'll just sort of walk through the film, I guess. We get a, we, we get a little taste of our villain. Yeah. And he's in the hotel room. Naked. Completely Billy Bollocks. But he's doing naked. some Tai Chi. Yeah, man, brilliant. At the time, I was like, this is a bit... I, I don't know if I'm good at it as a kid. But now, as a, a, when I've grown up, I really, that seems quality. I love it. Yeah, and he, he treats the remote like a gun. Yeah. <laughs> he turns that when he turns the news off. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, so the news is telling us that there's a general flying in and Yeah. There's a there's a guy yeah. being extradited, isn't there? Some some yep. like, some scumbag. Now, Chief, let's talk about the first bit of action because I think it is incredible. He's in like the airport yeah. and then he, he goes through this door and what is on the other side can only be described as Krusty's Funhouse. It's a restricted area. What's the matter? Could wait for the sky cap? We work here. See some ID. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Take it. 
<laughs> it is like some labyrinth of these. I don't know if this is actually how luggage moves around an airport, right. but there's steam bell. It's like yeah. Gotham. And I remember that's a scene that my friends had a problem with. They just thought it was ridiculous. Oh, really? He's ch- there's two goons in there, isn't there? And he's, he's kind of chasing down the two goons. Yeah, and it goes full Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. He's got that on the dude conveyor on the... belt. Yeah, yeah. Do they really have like rolling luggage? Head crushing. Like that? I don't know. But that's a great scene. And then he's trying to. He's looking for his ID. Where's your ID? On its way to Cleveland. Funny, man. The script is funny. One of the big things I like about Die Hard 2 is that it's not necessarily him in solitude. He kind of keeps going off on these side quests and then he comes back to that tower and then he goes off again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's with other people. Yeah. You know? And we loved this bit as kids and I think we always questioned it when the uh, John Amos turns up with his crack squad of army guys to take out the bad guy. And they, they're they using cartridges in their weapons, which have got blue masking tape on. Yeah. And then later on, they take them out and they put reds in. And yeah. it was always like, in my head, it was always like blue for blanks, red for real. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love how it never really expands. It never explains a... it, though, does it really? like? No, but what I like about it is it, it I always feel like it's this, co- you know, in... Uh, the tower control where yeah. a lot of the film happens it never really branches out to a higher level than that like no. it doesn't sort of cut to i don't know outsiders it really no. does feel like, like it's the, them the pentagon, on their own the pentagon or and, something you know something high level yeah and effectively when those guys rock up that's what yeah you're meant to think the government have sort of sent, sent in, in to squad. sort out the situation and it's brutal there's one guy in that team who is a, a late draft replacement and he's like, I'm sorry I wasn't with you guys in wherever they were. And he goes, yeah, and, and he and goes, I'm sorry too. And he cuts the guy's throat. Yeah, but before that, also, John McClane kind of befriends that dude. Yes, he doesn't does. He? he does, yeah. By the way, everyone swear the F-bombs I've in never, this film. I'm not sure I've heard as many F-bombs in a 15. It's a 15 no, rated. Because yeah, in the UK, 15. It's not your main uh, cast. It's all the peripheral characters, <laughs> even if they're just explaining something very simple, yeah. they drop an F-bomb in there. Yeah. Like all the dudes in the planes, yeah. they're F-ing this, they're F-ing that. Yeah. But yeah, so, so you've got air traffic control and then I really love the the church, the, church, the, yeah. the, the, the terrorists they set up their take home over base, they? Yeah. and they mirror the air traffic control. Yes. And, and that's a um, brutal scene where he takes control of one of the planes um, oh, and he basically so tense. he sets the out uh, the altometer like two hundred feet yeah. below sea level or below land. But and what does our hero crashes do? The plane. He gets out there, man. He tries. He tries. He, tries. he does everything. Yeah, yeah. Does John McClane? Yeah, man of the people. He can't save it. it. And it's a it's a British plane. It's British Airways, isn't it? Yeah. Because one of the stewardesses is like trying to calm down this old granny, and she's like, "Don't worry, love. We're just like British Rail. We get there in the end." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, one of my favourite scenes is when he... Um, oh, no, when Colonel Stewart lands. Colonel Stewart, yeah. And he Colonel opens... Colonel Stewart, yeah, of course. And McLean gets in the plane, and they know he's in there, and then Oh, he does like, the ejector seat. How many grenades we got? Three each! Use them! McLean... It's the facial face expression. Is, 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 they're oh. incredible. He's having trouble breathing. Yeah. He's like... Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, they've they got some lot... If you're in a war situation... <laughs> Those grenades aren't doing shit, yeah. Chief. Yeah. They take about 30 seconds to go Yeah, off. they want to set them timers up. 
Yeah, and then um, you know the the film's climax with him on the wing of the plane. It's all yeah. fantastic stuff. It's, 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 no, it's non-stop. If you're not entertained by that, there's something wrong with you. Just it's a joy to watch. Oh yeah, we we didn't talk about so the third location you would probably say is the up in the sky uh, with his wife. Who's sat near her? Only that douche. Chump. From, uh, what's his name from the first one? Is it Walter? No. Well, I'm thinking of Walter Peck. He's from um, uh, Ghostbusters, isn't he? Yeah. I forget his name. Also, when we first see uh, Holly on that plane, she's got some kind of laptop or, or something, yeah. and it's got the um, Nakatomi logo. Has it? Nice. She's still working there, man. Yeah, nice. Tight. They drop that in for the yeah, fans. Tight. It's layered. Yeah, Easter egg. It's made like that. Um, but yeah, I, and there's lots of there's lots of stuff with her saying uh, there's lots of talk about the 90s and tech yes. and faxes yes. and uh, phoning from a plane is like quite a big deal. Yep. Uh, and he's all, she's like always telling him to wake up and smell the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> oh wait, wait. Also, one scene is um, the insane flirting that the, uh, the desk checkout. lady's yeah, yeah, doing. Yeah. With John, yeah. when he just wants to borrow the facts. Yeah. He's like, just the facts, ma'am. He's like pulling his ring. He, just the he facts. does the ring and there's a little sound effect. He goes, ding, yeah, just, just the, the facts. facts. Yeah, that's John true. McClane was flattered by that. Oh, he was all over it. He's loving it. He's loving it. Say, I get off in about yeah. there. And it's like, jeez, yeah. love. Yeah. She's You're coming on it. strong to a man. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to say, Chief? Hey, come on. Hey, come on. What sets off the metal detector first? The lead in your ass or the shit in your brains? Now, that dude is going to have a heart attack if he can He is pure aggro as soon as he steps into that glass office of yeah. his. Just shut down that area and send oh, your people just in. just shut the area down. It's that simple. I just shut the area down. Yeah. And I got everybody from the Shriners Convention to the goddamn Boy Scouts traipsing through here. I got lost kids, lost dogs, not now, later. He flips, he does a 180, because he's all up, he's crawling right up McLean's ass. And then uh, as soon as, you know, they realise the situation, he's... Yeah, it's time to kick some ass. He's scrambling all squads and everything he can. Yeah. Yeah, but that scene with him, when McLean is in there trying to explain he him the situation... He fires the machine gun. Huh? No, 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 that's, by the way, insane yeah. <laughs> What if well. it wasn't blanks? Yeah, because, but also, there's about seven <laughs> Rosas in there, all with guns. It's like, McLean was lucky he didn't get blown away. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, no, but I'm talking about the very early scene, right. where he's like, you got to dust for Prince, you got to oh, yeah, 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 shut yeah. the whole place down. Yeah. And he says, does, he says something about... Um, what some Sunday morning quarterback or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and the movie ends. You know, it's just got a real same as the first one. It's got that real kind of feel good ending where it just it it doesn't need a specific conclusion. But you know, McLean's with Holly, and then Marvin picks him up in his little golf cart um, and just taking him away as the as the music's playing. It's just kind of a, a, a feel goody. Christmassy ending. Um, yeah, it mirrors the first one. It like pulls out. You get the same tune playing. I'm not. I'm not saying we are directly going to cover more, but uh, again, this is my memory letting me down. Is there a possibility that other diehards will fall into this underrated category or not? Well, <laughs> four and five are just. Are they bad anyway? Gash. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. So no, because I would say that most people would have three as the second best. As the second okay, best. Fine. But Chief, give me your first viewing experience of this film, please. I think I saw it with your brother. UCI. 
Uh, UCI in pool. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. So I saw a uh, rental. Okay. I yeah. I remember. I watched it by myself, and then you and Gav came in, and I tried to impress you because <laughs> I had memorized memorized some of the uh, lines. Yes. Yes. Did it work? I was I was young. Yeah. I think I probably just a a young kid swearing a lot. I thought. <laughs> Were you 15 when you saw it then? No, man. Okay. Oh, you no you way. were older. You were above the age of the certificate. No, dude, this film came out in... 1990. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was nine. Right, okay, right. I thought you... <laughs> no, but you didn't see it at the cinema. No, but I saw it like six months down the right, line. Right, I see on video. Right, okay. All right, you're well under the age. Having said that, we were watching Die Hard, uh, which was an 18, you know, when you were like seven. Hey, yeah, but dude, let me just clarify a few things. Because you remember Young Guns 2, I spoke to Gav, yeah. and I think that was... Uh, one of the first 12s. Interesting. And then when it goes to video, it became a 15. I know that I think the so first... So this is a trend. I think the first with, 12 ever was uh, Batman, wasn't it? Batman, yeah. true story. Yeah, yeah. True and story. then it was a 15 on video. Yes. So now this is a big trend. So what happens is the first film comes out, say Young Guns, say Die Hard, yep. 18s. Yes. And then they, they pop to a certain extent. Was Young Guns an 18? yeah. Right. And so was um, so was things like Terminator. So was Lethal Weapon. These were all eighteen. When we because, say just for, not because just of for clarification, uh, uh, and when we're saying these fifteens, eighteens, because I think they do it slightly yes, differently in no, the US. So in America, this is the R, this is the age certificate for watching. Yeah. So an R in America is like a fifteen for us. Okay. So an eighteen in America is like a M or something. Right. I don't know. But anyway, what I'm saying is. It wasn't because those films uh, like had loads of F-bombs. I think it was probably because of violence, but also dark themes, Yeah, I think. But it's no surprise that in the sequels, the, um, they're all 15s. Right. You know, they downgrade. Yes. That's the first yeah, thing that the is, studio yeah. does yeah. because they want to... Uh, and, and Die Hard 2 did make a load more money, didn't it? It, lo- it made loads more. It did, yeah. And so, like you because said, Terminator, getting more people, Terminator 2, more Terminator 2 was, was downgraded. Yeah, because he wanted that to be, uh, you know, he wanted the the net to be wide. Which is what it did, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, completely. So what more to say? I can't really talk about the score. It kind of feels very similar to the first one. Yeah, I I wouldn't, you know, I watched it last week and I can't even really pick out any elements to it. Dude, what I will say is I watched it, I own it, and they had the most amazing extras on the um, digital copy. They had like... Night, like an uh, HBO making of from 1990. That sounds good. And it was really interesting. And the director, Rennie Harlan, oh, yeah, yeah. Is a, he's a wild guy. <laughs> he's like some sort of European did he do, crazy dude. Did he do The Long Kiss Goodnight? Well, no, the, that's like, they're all Shane Black, aren't they? Written right. by. And they all feel so similar. So I'm watching Lethal Weapon at the moment and that, it, they're all sort of LA based. Yeah. They feel all very Shane Blackie. Right. But um, no, he's a he's a wild guy. And in the making of, you do just realise how much they kind of ramped up uh, the budget. You know, it's just right. such a bigger film okay. in terms of yeah. Because if you think about Die Hard, it really is just every shot is just him. Yeah. In a in a building. So that's not even a set. That's an actual building. That's a disused building that they were shooting in. It's quite um, low budget, the first one. This is huge yeah. in comparison. Yeah. 
but it fills it on screen. Yeah, good stuff. Um, there will be another underrated sequel next week. Stay tuned to the socials to find out what it is. Uh, get on board. Uh, I, I don't know what they're going to be ahead of time. Ben just hits me up and says, watch this movie because we're covering this. So Yeah, I mean, at the moment we're doing like these really big ones, but soon we're going to be getting into another 48 hours and Gremlins 2. Okay, exciting times. <laughs> exciting because, times. Because I'm not saying that they have to be dramatically... I'm not saying that they're better. No. I'm just saying that there's a level of... You know, they're, they're underappreciated. Yeah. And, and you know, we've, we've mentioned... You might not even like some of them, No, Chief. that's fine. That's fine. But we've mentioned it several times that it's it's a common trend for places like Rotten Tomatoes, maybe Metacritic, other places to... They want to have as much content available to users as possible. So a lot of them are going... Are reviewing these movies now, r- retrospectively, rather than pulling reviews from the day. You know, it'd yeah, be like interesting to see Die Hard 2 reviews of the time from 1990 to see. Well, that's what I was trying to find. Yeah. Yeah. From all the broadsheets and things like that. And yeah. yeah. Um, you, I, like I said earlier, I'm out of gin. So I am now having to go to another beverage, which can mean only one thing. It's time for Cola Chaos. Cola Chaos. Uh. And I'm going to be joining you this week. Buddy. Really? Yes. So, well, I just went. I just went for a cow's own, and when I came out of the pizza place, yeah. I uh, nipped over to Sano's, yep. and I was hoping because I don't really like going with the big brands. What I want to do is the silly colas, yeah. the panda pops. Yeah. Well, I the... I had another one planned for this week, um, and I I'll be hands up. Put my hand up. I forgot to go and purchase it today. Uh, I had another one spare in the fridge, so I am going back to the one of the big two, unfortunately. But I think I will Same. need it for our Battlefront session later. This is Coca-Cola Energy. Have you seen this? Okay. Uh, this is the... O- oh, dude, are you going to have one of those now? Yeah, this, this is a problem because I've only now just reading the side of it, which says the only energy drink with a great Coca-Cola taste. Is, and I'm worried about the next line, which says high caffeine, guarana, B vitamins. Now, I do not want to be drinking a high energy drink at 9pm because are... I ain't sleeping. Mate, you are not... Bud Fox on Wall Street. Well, I don't know, you know what I mean? what's happening. Out of timers comes first, right? And that's the price I'm doing it for the fans. So let's let's have a go. Uh, this is a small can. It's one of them slim, slim tall cans. So it's only 250 mils. Let's have a go. Uh, I wasn't expecting. Will it smell like a Red Bull or will it smell like a Coke? It smells like a cola. You should be able to smell the sugar. It's a no, that's dangerous. It's a no sugar drink. It's weird. It tastes like a cross between a Coca-Cola and a Red Bull. Yeah. Which is what I it know is. No sh- although, I know it's a no-sugar ah! drink, but it must be... Or, or, uh-oh. Although it's... Shit. Jeepers, that is... That's, I'm going to call 999. Uh, it's gone somewhere. I'm actually... My chest is actually tingling. And I'm, oh, I'm not actually joking God. there. It says here, no taurine, inner holder, ica taurine. Oh, that's obviously another language for no taurine. Um, but yeah, so that's not... Red Bull's like taurine, isn't it? But... This is, yeah, it's not, I'm, I'm going to drink it because, you know. Mate, you must be tweaking. For the show and all. Uh, I better get a good Battlefront score later. But um, you, while I drink this and, and suffer the consequences, you tell me what your one is. Okay, I've got a Pepsi Max Cherry. Yeah, that's a good one. And it's in a, it's in a plastic, ghastly bottle. It's oh, 20% bigger. What are you buying plastic got, for? Because I had to do Chief's Cola Chaos. Yeah. 
Um, but much. Quick, quick uh, update here. I reckon I can go with Cola Chaos for about another three to four weeks, and then I will switch it up to uh, sour sweets. So if any, no, Chief, what? you ain't getting off that light. Yeah. yeah. No, oh. you can't do another. That's not enough. All right. You got to do loads more Serious? colas. You barely. You got to cover the whole cola gamut. You oh. can't just bug out after All five right. colas. Right. Let me say ten then. I'll do ten colas. Well, yeah. I mean, the show's going to go on forever. You've got time. Jeepers. Wait a minute. Let me taste this sucker. Do it. Oh, God, it's warm. You bought a thing in a plastic, which is not good for the environment, and now you bought a warm one as well. Chief, I cannot believe you are busting my balls over buying plastic to to get involved with the segment. That's annoying because right. I was going to get glass, right. but then I was like, it's just a basic Coke. All right. We all know that's the greatest drink ever made. Mm. So, well, that's, that's this is actually nice. That's the a, cherry, yeah. the cherry is the first thing that hits you. Good. Mm. And just jumping back to what you said previously, I know you are a Coke can collector, and Coke was prevalent in your house growing up. I remember when I used to visit. Uh, you know, if there weren't Cokes in the house, it was like a DefCon Four. You know, alarms were going <sighs> off. But um, do, are you are you in the camp then that, that Coca Cola is one of your favourite drinks? Uh, no, it's I, I treat it as a massive treat. Yeah. I don't really drink fizzy drinks. Um, we certainly don't buy them. No, <laughs> like, like yeah, I know. Isn't it funny looking back, going into my fridge, chief? You just find a twenty-four pack yeah. of <laughs> yeah. Coke. Yeah. That would um, blow people's minds now. I think. <laughs> um, what? Like, it is quite strange to see a kid drinking a Coke. It doesn't really happen. What are you rating? You're uh, you got to get on the scoreboard here. What are you rate? What? How many fizz bangs? <sighs> Is what's out of? Uh, oh, ten. Ten. Um, mm. It's really nice. I wish it was colder, and it's actually not that fizzy. But Pepsi never is. Right. So I would give it a seven fizz bangs from me, Chief Eat. Big. Um, I'm giving this Cola Energy um, a four. Um, yeah. The taste is a bit off. Um, it, it's it's kind of a weird saccharine-y, um mixture to your teeth. it's not really giving me it's, it's i'm buzzing my berries off but i'm not really from a taste point of view uh it's not it's not doing the biz for me so four <laughs> fizz bangs for that uh we're going to put all this stuff into some kind of charts um, chief have you got one of those things that you draw on windows with not you know? yet like um beautiful mind yeah but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i can tell you one thing that we did do and that was we asked kids some questions Hello, would you like to live on a submarine? Um, not really, because, um, like, you sink and it's really small, like when there's sea storms, like you get thrown around and stuff. I said no, I I said no the last time, but this time I said yes. I would say a turtle, a shark, I would say a whale. No way. I hate them. Oh, they're so just like, they're spooky. Because you're just like in a metal tube 50 million feet down in the ocean with a limited supply of food. And if something goes wrong, you're, you're dead. Thank you. 
Ah, it's a fantastic segment. <laughs> I think it's why a lot of I think it's why most people listen. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot. They of, just go straight to that. There's pit. been a lot of calls already. Uh, two episodes in for us to start time stamping stuff. So uh, look out, look out yeah, for that. Yeah, I don't know. That is that. It's not a good thing, is it, for us? It's essentially saying, look, we want to get through the crap to get to the stuff we do want to listen yeah. about. Right. What's the next segment, Chief? Um, we are. <clears throat> it's a spotlight segment where we put in the spog, spotlight, spog light. That's not a thing. <laughs> That's a, Jesus, what is this Coca-Cola Energy done to me already? Um, mm. In the spotlight this week, we are putting the Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> We're doing some retro gaming. The Sega Mega Drive or the Sega Genesis, if you were in the US market. Um, Just very quickly, this uh, console, this 16-bit console, made its Japanese debut in 1988, uh, circa October. Wow! uh, Which I did not know previously. Uh, It went to American release as the Genesis a year later in 89. And over here in the UK, we did not get it until November 1990. Man, we always had to wait for good stuff here. yep. Now, let's just, uh, let's set the scene. Um, we get a call from the chief, circa 1990. Yeah. He's, he's gone out. Yeah. He's got a Mega Drive. Yeah. I, I don't even know what that is. I'm playing a C64. Yeah. I'm putting tapes yeah. into a cassette player yeah. and wondering why things don't load. Yes. yes. I'm buying a game and um, it's 50-50 yeah. if it works. Yeah. Now, quick, before I'm going to jump back a little bit, a few years back, now, my dad worked in electrical retail. Um, he bloody did. Yeah, uh, the big Alan Stride worked in uh, Bailey's in Verwood in electrical retail. and Still there? He, uh, it's now been turned into a Euronics. What the hell's that? Well, that's a chain. For you, I, I actually thought you were going to say Urinals. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a chain. It's a chain of... Uh, you know, uh, electronic stores, Euronics. I don't know, man. I don't All shop right, in okay. electronic stores right. these days. Do you do, any, do you do any physical shopping or are you an online man only? Um, anyway, we're not. Yeah, I do physical shopping. We're not here to talk about your uh, shopping habits. Um, he All would right. bring home um, brochures and leaflets every now and again for stuff, you know, electronic stuff. And one of the brochures he brought home was for the Sega Master System. And now I would just pour over this thing. It had effectively, it was like a fold out leaflet thing that had adverts for California games, Outrun, uh, Rocky all these kind of games and yeah. I was just bugging him consistently can I get a master system for Christmas can I get this and it never materialized no. never materialized and I'm not sure the reasons for that but then uh, skip forward a generation to the 16 bit console and you know I'll let you pick up the story again where I cut you off yeah so <clears throat> we get a phone call chiefs on his way round he's biking round he's got a rucksack he's put the mega drive in the rucksack he rocks up he plugs it in. Yeah. So me and Gav, we're confused. Yeah. We're like, okay, there's this black yeah. machine. Yeah. There's a cartridge. He's putting the cartridge in. He just turns it yeah. on and it appears on the yeah. screen, Chief. Now, before this, actually, you you might have not known this, but before that happened, before I rocked up, the night before, I had phoned you or phoned Gav to, About s- ten times. to say I had bought a, or I'd got given as a present, a birthday present or something, a Sega Mega Drive with Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion. Castle of Illusion. Now, it came with a couple of launch titles. First first wave came with Altered Beast. The second wave Stinker. came with Castle of Illusion. And later on, the third wave came with Sonic. Sonic. Correct. I think you got the Sonic pack. I got the Castle yeah, of right. Illusion pack. And 
I had plugged this in and I played like five minutes of it and I was like, shit, I've got to phone Gav and tell him what's going on. I picked up the phone and I was like, you ain't going to believe this game. Uh, you, you walk along this platform and you do this stuff and the graphics are amazing. And I'm like, I'm going to go and play a yeah. bit. I pl- and I played another five minutes and I phoned him again. Literally, yeah, the phone would ring. <laughs> this, this, uh, you're not going to believe this. The screen is flipped upside down. Yeah. Yeah. It's flipped upside down. <laughs> it's it's mirrored. All right, phone goes down. Bring, 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 bring. Guys, I'm I'm un- I'm underwater. Mickey Mouse is swimming. It's unbelievable. That was it. That was factually based. That's happened. That happened. But, but what you need to understand is me and Gavin, like, what, what's, what's this console? What's going yeah. on? And then like you said, I came around the next day, cycled, uh, as I always did to your place, um, and then, yeah, got it got it out, and uh, minds were blown. Yeah, see, I want to say that you also had Streets of Rage. I don't think I had it that early. Honestly, don't. Okay, that was another time, but that was a massive night when you came around and you had that. Streets of Rage. That was... Yeah, because yeah, that was two that player. That was something else. Yeah. Scrolling beat em up uh, with the soundtrack on it. Yeah. That was the game that made me want to get one. Really? So then me and Gav got one. Do you think it would have been. If it, when did it come out, did you say? Late uh, November 1990. Correct, yes. Okay, do you think you got it in November and then me and Gav got it for Christmas? In 1990? Well, I don't, I don't honestly know. Um, I think you... we got it for Christmas, and we got the Sonic package, and we got it from Dixon. Dixon. <laughs> and it was probably about, I want to say, 189 pounds 99. Um, but man, that he's got the RRP. Well, I, I think so. I think so. That that number yeah, rings a bell. It... It's really funny, isn't it, how global economics didn't seem to have impacted video games <laughs> in terms of a game then was fifty pounds. Yeah. A game today, fifty pounds. Yeah. What were people millionaires back then? Yeah, I don't know. Fifty don't pounds know. back then to my mum. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so we got it with Sonic and Altered Beast and it was just the journey, it was a game changer. That's when everything changed. It was the 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 console war, war began, and the it, it was just amazing how quickly the C sixty four and it just became a distant memory, and it was just yeah. a whole industry changed overnight. Yeah. For, for, I mean, know, I've got I've, I've got one of these um, W H Smiths kind of uh, video gaming almost anthology annual type things, and there's a couple of stats here. It says uh, by 1992, Sega had 55 percent control of the market up from around 8%, 8 percent eight and by 1993 it had more than quadrupled its net worth up to 3.6 billion that was in 1993 um wow yeah so <clears throat> because yeah because mega drive had exclusivity for a good well maybe more than a year before the snes came out yeah i'm not sure i mean we definitely we may, we may well cover the SNES on another episode, so I don't want to, oh, we will, I don't want sure. to delve too deeply into the SNES, but there was definitely periods where we both had uh, Mega Drives. We'd go down to, what was that store? <clears throat> Video Game Centre. Video Game Centre in, where was it? Moordown. Uh, Moordown. Jeez, man, your memory is shot to bits. <laughs> and we would... That, that, that cola drink's meant to be sharpening your mind. <laughs> uh, like laser focus we would, all over the place. We would trade in our Mega Drives with games for a SNES 
with yeah we'd get our pants pulled with, down chief. we'd trade in a mega drive in 10 games and get a snares with one game and then yeah. it would be you do the math. it would be no no word of a joke maybe six months six to nine months down the line we'd go back and we'd trade that snares back in for a mega drive and then now here's what i love about this chief is that i feel like we were good kids we were grounded and it never occurred to us to have both yes correct it was it, it was one or the other that never even entered my mind yeah. to ask for another one for Christmas yeah. or you know it was you can't have both. And again, I d- why I, d- I don't millionaire. I don't want to delve too much into this. We're going to go back to the Mega Drive chat, but um, I don't want to delve too much into this because we want to get our, I want to get your I want to get your brother Gav, uh, our buddy, on the show to talk about Mean Machines. That was a magazine that came out in the UK. It lasted twenty four issues. Uh, that was so impactful in our formative Changed all our lives in chief. our formative video gaming years that was a it was like a rock it was what we clung to and we believed in that magazine and the reviews and everything yeah. and that 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 <clears throat> we wouldn't be here today without that so uh, uh it's very difficult to explain to someone in a uh, that hasn't that's grown up with the internet just how you just didn't know when things were coming no, out. No. You didn't know. All you had was that leaflet. Yeah, but I think pictures. But I think that I think Mean Machines was the thing that swayed us between look, a few games would come out for the snares with high scores and we were like, Jeepers, we better get down to more down, trade this Mega Drive in because we need that Street Fighter two. Um yes. and then yeah. and reviews would come out six months for a Mega Drive game. We're like, Oh, wait a minute, we'll get it back on Mega Drive. But um this magazine has also got the what it defines as the perfect games it says it's practically impossible to sum up all the mega drives best games as they were so many classics to choose from if you are new to the machine then these are some of the most important titles you should consider adding to your collection um do you want to try and guess any of these 10 oh is it only 10 well they've, they've just given the 10 yep, I, okay i'll give you essentially <clears throat> my favorites yep. and we'll see if any of them are on Good, there i like it okay I'm going to start off with Sonic. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, Sonic 2 is on here. Yeah, uh, everyone says it. Yeah, 19, uh, Quack, 1992 that was. Um, Quack Shot. No. Uh, NHL 94. That for me is in my top 10 all-time greatest games, all platforms. But yep, not on the list. Okay. Star Control. That is incredible. Not on the list. Star Flight. That is incredible, not on the list. Oh, mate, um, I want to play Star Flight right Desert now. Desert Strike, Jungle Strike. Yeah, Desert Strike 1992 is on the list. Jungle Strike's not. I've got that. It's literally loaded in my Mega Drive up in the loft ready to play Jungle Strike. Toe Jam and Earl. That is amazing. No, that's not one of their ten. Wow. Um, what else? I've actually got a few games here that I'm looking at. Uh, oh, there's a game I re- Oh, Streets of Rage must Streets be on there. Streets of Rage 2 is on there, yep, 1993. Yeah, Streets of Rage 2 is definitely the best one. Yep. For sure. Yep. Um, any more sports games on there? Because that's the cool thing about the Mega Drive. It had the electronic arts. Oh, with, all the with the little yellow licensed. clip on the side. Yeah. yeah, but they had all the licensing, didn't yeah. they, to NFL, NHL... Yeah. Uh, FIFA uh, no, no no more sports games but there is one game this not on the list but there's a game that you know I really like and I know you like it <clears throat> it's a single word title it's got a re- it's got a really cool voiceover when the game loads up and it says the name of the game oh ease what boom there you go yeah I'm looking at it right oh, now dude what a game I've got what it what a game <laughs> um, yeah that was one that you were so excited about you start off as a cop yes. Yes, then you and then you become it. You get your armor. I'm just going to read out the other titles. Level three. Um, 
Gunstar Heroes 1993. Now, I it. have got that, but I only bought that probably 10 years ago. I never had it uh, as a kid as we were collecting. I think it was hard to find for some reason. Um, Devil Crash 1991, that's a pinball game. Uh, what the f- shit's up with this list, Chief? Uh, this one here, uh, I know you liked it, uh, uh, and I liked it. I've got it. Strider. Mm. Good game. 90% me machine. Was it? 1991. Yeah. Um, interesting here, they've got Shinobi, but I always liked Revenge of Shinobi. They've, they've, no, Revenge of Shinobi is the best They've gone one. for Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. Now, I don't think I ever played that. Oh, dude, maybe that is... Uh, is it the same game? No, it's not name? the same game. It's not the same game. Oh, Revenge. Revenge was the second oh. one, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, Never had it. Thunder Force 4, arguably one of the best... Uh, 16-bit side-scrolling shoot-em-ups. Rolling Thunder? Uh, oh, that's a great game. You love yeah. Rolling love Thunder. love Rolling Thunder. Side-on platform, side-on uh, scrolling platformer. Oh, Flashback, Another World. Oh, mate, you're just pulling them out. No, they've got Shining Force 2, which is an RPG. So, Populous? Uh, no, that's it. That's their list. That's their 10. Yeah, that list is dog yeah. poo, man. Speedball 2. What about that? That was a game. Yeah, really good. I think like a dystopian sports game. I think the Mega Drive had more titles than the SNES. Um, oh, up the wazoo, man! Did the SNES have Way potentially more. more kind of A-grade titles? I'm not sure. Yes, possibly. It has the big tentpole kind of. There's a lot of games. You know, Mario, Zelda. There's a lot of games on the SNES that are kind of like some of the best games ever made. You know, Super Mario World, Zelda A Link to the Past, uh, Mario Kart. But that's Nintendo. They've always been like that. They don't have some insane catalogue of games, but they, you know, quality. And, And, you know, most of these games still hold up. I mean, the fact that I've got a Mega Drive up here in my loft that I, you know, that I play. Road Rush 2 is something I played. Oh, Dude, we've just reeled off so... There are so many. Horrible Factor B. We, we came up with names for stuff that happens. You drive over a bit of scrubland, and that was just... Bobble Factor B. Makes no sense. Bobble Factor you B. You go over a big hill... Airtime USA. Airtime USA. Makes no sense. Dude, sometimes you'd go off a big hill, and you'd go off the screen. Yeah, yeah your head would go off the screen, yeah. And uh, you, that was when you had officially... Uh, yeah, got Airtime USA. Yeah. <laughs> and I still say... Even when I'm playing, you said you mentioned uh, on week one when you're on your, you were on your bike as a kid, you just say, I'm going to skin out, even if you're on your own. When I play Road Rush 2, even if I'm on my own in my loft, which I am all the time, uh, and those stuff happens, I say Airtime USA, you know. Yeah, to, totally. To myself, so. Because that stuff is etched in. Yeah. You can't remove it, Chief. That is what's so awesome about that. But there'd be other games where we invented stuff as well. There'd be, there's so many. Yeah. Um, dude, one. Okay, this is a deep cut. Now, this is coming towards the end of the Mega Drive's lifespan, Chief. Okay. Probably the last game that me and Gav bought. Yes. Can you think what it is? It's a driving game. Um, it's a rally game. Power Drive. Dude, you got it. It's amazing. I've got it over here. I've, I literally, it's like a 3D isometric you, you view. You started a chinky chento. So hard. 
Yeah, because left is right yeah. and right is it's left. So, it's so it's so good. And in between stages, do you remember the, what you called the side? We were like, oh god, we're in the mire. We're in the mire. Yeah. <laughs> so good, man. Ah, oh. gear train. Gear train. Gear tra- <laughs> I, look, I'm gonna. I'm writing a note to myself. Dig out. That's a eighty-eight percent. Me machines. Dig out power drive. Yeah. Um. Now, Chief, let me see if I can remember the classes. You start off with a Cinquecento and a what? Yes, it was a Cinquecento and... You go all the way up to a Celica. You go all the way up to a Toyota Celica. Oh, mate, that game's so good. <clears throat> but if you purchase the wrong car at the wrong time... Over. Yeah, over. You could not over. You could not go past a certain yeah. level. You had to do the kind of skill tree. Yes. You had to do it all in a... You couldn't just max one no. thing. No. Chief, you got any stats about when the Mega Drive came to the to the end of its time? Um, I don't. I'm just. I've got this marker. Because I, me and you, I transitioned from the Mega Drive and the sort of SNES to the uh, Sega Saturn. I skipped the 32X and the Mega CD. Same. But I'm thinking that the Mega Drive was around for a fair old while. Yeah, I don't know when before, they. Before the next I don't know wave. when they stopped making games. Or I'm just thinking that is a very good example of a late. That was a late title. That really was like the end of its. I run, guess there's Chief. there's always a bit of overlap, isn't there? So even when the next generation is coming out, you can still oh yeah purchase games um, from that like I system. never played um, with the Mega Drive. I never went past Sonic Two. I never played Sonic Three or Sonic and Knuckles. Right. Okay. Or... I had Sonic. I had them both because. Uh, Sonic, which one is it where you can plug the extra cartridge in? I think it's Sonic and Knuckles where it's got an open top to the cartridge and you can plug in Sonic 1 or 2 and play as Knuckles in Sonic 1 or 2. I remember I remember Micro Machines had ports it had a, in the cartridge. Yeah, four ports in the cartridge or two ports, sorry, two ports in the cartridge for four Chief, player. do you know what that is? That is innovation. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. It was it's fantastic. Yeah. Also, a thing that I appreciated about the Mega Drive was headphone socket. Yeah, that was very handy. Yeah. Well, I never you I get never stereo sound that. out of that sucker. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take some pictures I out remember. of this magazine. I'm going to post them up on the socials um, so <clears> people can see. What Chief, when you about. came round with that Mega Drive and you plugged it in, you, you looked at me and Gavin. And you were like, "Check this out," <laughs> and you just uh, hit the reset button. And we always used which, to say, "No CD, no CD or tape, no loading. It's just there immediately. Boom." Yeah, but hitting the reset button, the, the kind of just how it worked. Yeah. Because you're just so used to games not working. Yeah, just instant gratification. I'm just instantly there. And that pad was so... Let's talk about the pad. The pad was... It just fit in your hands perfectly, didn't it? Compared to especially... Yes. It's, but yeah. it wasn't as... Uh, so, for example, the SNES or any other pad I've ever had, they don't break. Where Mega Drive, the buttons would go a bit weird yep. the d-pad would go a bit loosey-goosey yeah. now, a couple of things here i probably went through I think it was actually a cheap build quality i probably went through at least eight mega drive pads i think and uh i had a standard practice of when i would get out the when i would get frustrated yeah throw them out the window was one my second when i would get frustrated with gaming my second one is i would unplug the the controller hold it by the the plug bit that you'd plug into the machine and then almost Swing whirl it. it around like a lasso and smash yeah. it against the wall to, to yeah we were not too happy when you'd get confused <laughs> and do it to our controller <laughs> tell you that, that did happen on occasion 
and yeah, then just lazing another man's controller around. <laughs> and then absolutely ludicrous. And then I had that uh, third-party controller that had no. You loved that, Chief. That's a separate pod. Separate pod. Love third party. Why were you so into third-party like auto fire? <laughs> I don't look. We won't. Oh God, we are. Let's just go I, there. The SNES. You had. I had a. And I had a controller. Eventually, that you, had no you realized. D- that had, I had a controller that had no D-pad. It no, just it was touchscreen or touch touchscreen. Yeah. Touchpad. It was garbage. Only I could Utter. use it. And you said that you found it easier to access complex moves on Street Fighter. Correct. Two. I could throw fireballs like nobody's business. Oh man, third-party controllers. <laughs> never. I've never liked them. Still don't. Um, that that's that there you go that is the outer timers take on the mega drive with all that uh in the bag you can uh, get in contact with us we are the outer timers that's uh t-h-e-o-u-t-t-a timers we are on uh, instagram we're on uh twitter you can hit us on the outer timers at gmail.com if you want to get in touch please do so let us know uh what you think of the show uh, give us your views. Um, you can also rate and review us if you like us. Go to iTunes, hit that purple icon. That funky algorithm helps drive us up the charts. We don't know how it works, but uh, if you can do that for us, that helps. I don't think you can leave reviews on Spotify or Podbean. If you're an Android user, probably Stitcher, I think you can, but um, that helps us in the rankings, etc. That will get us the big the big paying money guests when we start getting the, the cash money rolling in. Um, but. Yeah, see if you can follow us on Letterboxd as well. Yeah, get us on Letterboxd, uh, see what we're watching. We are really pushing Letterboxd. <laughs> there's there's got to be some sponsorship coming in soon for that, surely. Yeah, um, sure. But uh, there you go. We have been the Outer Timers. And we are out of time. Laters. Laters, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>